0: Okay, good evening, everyone. Shalom I'm glad everyone came to the Shur tonight. We have a major subject this evening: the fate of Yishmal and the end of days. We're continuing the shir Sefer brachus, which are graciously sponsored by Dr. Zakheim Umeshvahta Lila Nishmas Ruvshlam Eliyazar, Ben HaRav Yaakov and Lila Dr. Zakaim's mother Rivka Tavi Halevi, temnu chasam. They should be for the whole family. Ad Tzedek Tonight's shir is sponsored by Mrs. Rivka Rujin in honor of the safety of our soldiers and brothers and sisters around the world Hashem should watch over them Hashem We thank Mrs. Rujin for her Heshtadfus um, in uh, many, many of the Shurim and uh, Hashem should bless her. Shafa Brach of Atzacha. Tonight's cheers also dedicated by Mrs. Yehudid Herman of Yushalayim in honor of Harav Shaptai Herman's 80th birthday on Hay Kislev. Reb Shaptai was uh, one of the great pioneers of Torah and Eretz Yisrael and he built a mishpacha mifayeres. So we the Herman family and Reb Shaptai and all of his children and his home mishpacha, with good health, happiness, um, and long life, and also Hashem should watch over um, all the soldiers, and all the chatufim should return home quickly. And we thank Mrs. Herman, who is one of the most enthusiastic followers of the shiram. Okay, Parshas Taldais, we're going to back to Yishmael. Here we go. We're going to be focusing this evening on, a, on the Pirkei Dureb Perkei Rabbi says, "Why is his name Yismael? Why is his name Yismael?" says Perkei Rabbi Lezer. Sh'asid haKadosh Baruch Hu l'Yisma'ya be'kol naka's ha'am. Hashem is destined to hear the outcry of the nation. Mima sh'asidin b'nei Yismael Because of what the Yisraelim are going to do, be'aretz and aratzisah be'achras <laughs> hayomem the end of days, l'fikach Nikra shema Yismael. Shenemar Yisma kel v'yanim. Why are they called Yishmael? God is destined to hear the prayer of the Jewish people. So there are a few questions over here. Question number one is, that is not what the angel said. The angel did not say, call him Yishmael, because God is destined to hear the prayer of Kal Yisrael. Hashem said, you should call him Yishmael, because God heard your prayer. What indication at all, what reference at all is there to the prayer of the Jewish people? There's no reference even to Chal Yisrael. It's talking about this guy, Yishmael. God heard Hagar's Tfila, Ve'karas Shemay Yishmael. Ki Hashem El God heard your affliction. Where do we see anything about the Jewish people? <laughs> furthermore, furthermore, <laughs> is a medrash. It was lit, written by Rev. Lezabon It is the first recorded Taira it was even before the Mishnah. So we're talking more than 1,500 years ago. Okay, But the Bnei Yisachar asks an even more basic question. If the Pasuk says, call him Yishmael, Ki Shama, is Shama past or is Shama future? Shama is past. So his name should be Shama Kel, not Yishmael, not the future, past. The Pasuk says, call him Yishmael, ki sh- ki Shama Hashem, Past tense, not future tense. Where did the future come from? Where is there any indication about anything that's going to happen in the future? So my question is, where is there any indication that Hashem going to listen to Klal Yisrael's tefillah? That's a valid question. I mean, he's called Yishmael because God told the Malach that Hashem heard Hagar's tefillah. Where do you see anything about Klal Yisrael? There were no Jews there in the desert. There was just Hagar and Yishmael. And furthermore, the Menei Sashar asks, Why past tense? Why future tensions be past tense? So in general, we could ask another question. We know there's a general rule that the name of the wicked needs to be canned. It should rot. It should go on a shelf. You know how in your garage you have shelves of things you're never going to use ever. So just, by the way, just purge them, just throw them out now. Well. Why do you when you go, your kids are going to have to throw them out? Just throw them out now. You have boxes and boxes and boxes. Ba- oh, I might need it. You might need it. You have flower vases. Did you ever go to the store buy just the thing? No, just no. Just give me the flowers. I already have a vase at home. Did you ever do that? Nobody does that. But you still save like a hundred vases. So there's a rule. There are things that just sit on the shelf. They just sit there. It says Gemara, the name of the wicked. By the way, any examples I use in the shir have no bearing of anything that takes place in my personal household. But the Gemara says that the name of the wicked should rot. My veshem yirkav. Amar am Rekivus tala Mildu mold rot should arise on their name. We don't use the name of the wicked. So. David, David, I want to ask you a question. Maybe you've heard this question before. So if we don't use the name of the wicked, so why is there a Tana, Rabbi Shemal Aimer? Did you ever hear that question before? That question. Right? Rabbi Shemal Aimer. Why are we naming, why would, why would Rabbi Shemal's father, can you imagine this little baby, beautiful baby? The parents are in the shul. The Rav is about, I don't know, the Tana, I don't Rabbi Akiva, You know, from Chabad, Rabbi Akiva to, for Kriya Tashem. Chabad, Kriya Tashem, the Atano Aleiki, Rabbi Akiva. You have the name? You sure? You know? You you want to tell me before? Yeah. I mean, did Rabbi Akiva, what what was his reaction to that? Why would somebody be named Rabbi Shemal Oyman? Rabbi Shemal. So you say, well, it would seem, that that's not such a big problem. Perhaps in light of something we learned last week, that that Yishmael did tshuva. And last week we learned that how do we know Yishmael did tshuva? We'll come to that later in the share. But this week I want to introduce, not only did Yishmael do tshuva, Hashem promised Avram that Yishmael would do tshuva. Hashem told Avram, you will come to your forefathers in peace. You will be buried b'seva toiva. Says Rashi, Hashem promised Avram that Yeshua, that Yishmael would do tshuva b'yamav. Now, this really um, elicited the following question because last week we learned that Yishmael did tshuva when they buried Avram, which indicates that Yishmael did tshuva after Avram died. But that's not what Avram was promised. Avram was promised that Yishmael would do tshuva in his lifetime. So the question is, when exactly did Yishmael do tshuva? But now I want to discuss the question of the century. What will be the fate of Yishmael in the end of days? What's going to happen to them? I know there's a lot of discussion out there. I know you get a lot of messages because you send them back to me. And everyone's getting a lot of different uh, sources of information and the first thing I want to tell you is whatever someone tells you sends you, you should believe fully. Everything they send you is Mamish, emes la'amitai. It happened. And probably, and Hashem wants you to be analyzing it very, very deeply. But besides that, what I want to discuss is what does the Torah say about what will happen to Iishma in the end of days? Says the meshachma. This is out of this world. If Yshmal did Shuva. That what? Hurames Shabne Yeshmael Baakris Hayomim Yeskarvu Lehaemes Viaminu Bashem Echad. In the end of days, the Bne Yeshmael will come close to the truth and believe in one God, the Yibadlum and Hoivde Kaichavim, and they'll separate from idolatry. Come shekhas of Rabenu, like the Raman writes in a Shuva. Now what Shuvah is he talking about? The tshuva that he's talking about is actually we discussed it in a Monday shir. Is are the or if they avoid the zara? Are the or if they avoid the zara? If they touch yayin, is a yayin nesach. Comes the chida, and the chida says yes. Also, you can halachah. So, so, so. Yeah. However, however. The Rambam famously writes in a tshuva. Now, by the way, the Ran, the Ran writes, the Ishmaelim are of the Why? Because even though they believe in one God, but the manner with which they worship resembles idolatry because they're always bowing, bowing, bowing. And therefore, even if their belief is not Avodah their manner of service, the Ran says it is. However, the Rambam writes, it is not Avodah Why? Says the Rambam. Even though all the ancient biblical avodah whether it's markulas, which is you throw stones at avodah which is Baalpa'ar. paar, what's Baal paar? One uncovers himself and they defecate in front of avodah. It's a very, very inspiring type of a, of avodah. Yeah, and then there's um, kimoish. Not moish himself. Kimoish is a type of avodah These are the three biblical avodah they are all the Avedizor of Yishmael. Baal? Baal. Baal. I don't know about Baal. Baal, I know, but these three... Right, I know, but I don't know if that was an Avedizor of Yishmael. The Rambam writes, these three, Baal, Paar, Markulis, and Kemosh were all the Avedizor of Yishmael. However, the Rambam says they abandoned all that Avedizor and they believed only in one God. Now, I would have said, Rabboisai... That good, Yishmael believes in one God. But that, Masaya Simin Labanim, that Ba'achris Hayomim, they're going to come close to Hashem and believe in one Hashem? That they're, that Yishmael's tshuva somehow is a reference to Yishmael doing tshuva Ba'achris Hayomim? I wouldn't have said that necessarily. All the Ramam is saying is that Yishmaelim abandoned Avodah Zarah, but not that they really uh, did a real full fledged tshuva. And by the way, the Chachma is quoting the Ramban. I I personally would not have read the Ramban this way. I would have understood the Ramban, that the Ramban says, in the beginning of the 6th millennia, the Yishmaelim will come close to the truth more than the Noitzrim, because the Noitzrim are still Lebedeh the and the Yishma'elim are not. But the words of the Chachma seem to say that the Tshuva of Yishma'el is the Maasey of Yishma'el Lebanim, the end of days... Yishmaelim will do tshuva. Really? I guess we're going to have You know, we're waiting for that. And that was a very eye-opening <coughs> revelation. That the Yishmaelim in the end of days will do tshuva. And what's the proof? The tshuva of Yishma'el portends to the future tshuva of the Yishmaelim. But here was my question. My question is, that I always understood that at the end of days there are going to be 70 nations, and the 70 nations will be under the Malchus of Yisrael. Klai Yisrael will, will have Malchus based David, and the nations of the world will have Tikkun through their recognition of Malchus Israel. So even though we say that on Sukkot we bring a Shivim Parim, that are Mesma'et Fahilich. Connected the seventy nations that seem to be they're going to diminish. The way we understand that this is how Rav David Kain explains it: that they will come to under the banner of the Jewish people, and under our banner, they will be they will thrive. But there are two exceptions. There are seventy nations, and we always say from the Vilna Gaon, every number seventy has two heads. So, for example, God has seventy names. And the two heads are Anivahai, or there's seventy members of the Sanhedrin, and the two heads are the Nasi and the Abesdin. There's a concept: seventy always has two heads. You have seventy Jews went down to Egypt. Yaakov and Yosef are at the head, and there's seventy nations, thirty-five under Yishmael, thirty-five under Esav. Eile Barechev, veile Basusim. Okay, 35 and 35. Eila and Elah. When Mashiach comes? Yeah, something. something. kazan? The time of the coming of Mashiach. Correct. Now, however, that's the 70 nations. But there will be two nations that this does not apply to. There will be two nations that will be... That will completely vanish. One is Esav. How do we know that? We know the pasuk says Lo yisarid lebeis Esav. There'll be no survivors of the house of Esav. Edom will not survive. How do we know that? The pasuk Lo yisar lebeis Esav. Also in Kehelas, Ein zichra in larishaynim, Vegamlaach roynim, Sheiyu lo yisalohem zikaraynim, Sheiyu lo acharayna there will be no memory of the early ones. Rashi and Kaihela says, this refers to Esav, Amalek, that will be completely wiped out. So that's one nation that will not exist. And Rav David Cohen writes, this applies to another nation as well, Yishma. The Zayar HaKadr says, this is a famous Zayar, the, the Zayar on the end of Va'ira. The Zayar in Va'ira says, that in the times of the coming of Mashiach, look at number 12, a nation will ar- arise from the ends of the earth. It will attack Edom. It will wage war for three months. All the nations will gather. Edom will g- conglomerate from all ends of the wor- world. And after that, what will happen? The say, Levne Yishmael Mina. Yishmael will be destroyed, the Zayar says. The Yitbar Kol and all of his power will break. There will be no power from above, only the power of Israel. <coughs> so now, this was something that was occupying my mind for a while. What will happen to Yishmael in the end of days? Meshach seems to say, they're going to do chuba. The Zayar says, they're going down. By the way, I think there's another uh, source that, that Yishmael... Will not uh, continue. The slichays on Monday for Bahab. I think we say Yom Naram, We say the words in Yisrael Noi Shavashem Tshuah Soilamim Gama Yimivashu Mi Picha Shechem Eroimim Ki Atarah Then we say, we say Kale Seir the You know, at the end of this week's parsha. We have a, a wedding made, a match made, not in a good place. Esav decided, mamish inveh ha-gefen ha-gefen. He married the daughter of Yishmael. You know, the Gemara says Lama halakh, Zazir, You know, mamish etzel, etzel. Etzel, well, what, what, Where do these two etzel people so in the Slichas, we say, Kalei Seyer Rechaisnay, destroy Asav and his father in law, and the Shver. Who's the father in law of Esav? Yishmael. So that also indicates that they're both going down. And by the way, in the Afike which is Rav Yitzhak Isaac Chavar, he also explicitly writes that at the end of days, of the two powers of Esav and Yishmael, the Shar and the Khamar, the Haim Asher Yichlu, the Asid so how do we reconcile this? Do we say like the Chachma that Yishmael's Chuva for tens and the end of days Yishmael will do Chuva or will the Yishmaelim suffer the same fate as Esau? So how do we reconcile the Chachma and the sources that Ishma will be destroyed? And I think there are two two approaches. And one of them is Mamish out of this world. Approach number one. Last week, we learned Yishmael did Shuvah. How do we know he did Shuvah? Because he let Yitzchak go first in burying his father. As the Neshachach explains, because Yishmael always contested, Yishmael always contested that that Yitzchak is the rightful heir. So the fact that he allowed Yitzchak to go first, that means he acknowledged that Yitzchak is the rightful heir. But that's the the opinion that that Yishmael did Shuvah. Comes the Ritva. The Ritva says, why would we call a Tana Yishmael? Says the Ritva. You know why? The the father, the God, the dad who called his son Yishmael holds like the opinion that Yishmael did Shuvah. Oh, what do you mean he holds like the opinion that Yishmael did Shuvah? Yishmael did Shuvah! No, not necessarily. It's a shita that he did tshuva. But that doesn't mean everyone agrees. Because the ritva gives a second answer. Inami. Yishmael is different. God called him Yishmael. God called him Yishmael. Meaning, really, Yishmael a rasha. And he didn't do tshuva. So why could you name after him? Because it's, God gave the name. So we see from the ritva that it's not unanimous that Yishmael did Tshuva. Not only that, the Toysus Yishanim in Yuma doesn't bring the first answer. Toysus Yishanim asks, how could... According to the... The Toysus Yishanim says, if Yishmael didn't do Tshuva, how could there be a Tanu Rabbi Yishmael? Because Hashem gave the name. That means the Toysus Yishanim is paskening, Yishmael did not do Tshuva. Yishmael never did Tshuva yeah except Yishmal. he also he expired. your orange juice also is <laughs> sometimes <laughs> by yigva right on on all the me- go, go into a, your medicine cabinet nine nine out of the ten things expired seven years ago. <laughs> they were by yigva right but people take them anyway because you know, we're gonna see <laughs> The Taras Chaim, one of the Kadmoinim on the Gemara, asks, they're very interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, A son could save a father. If a son's a tzaddik, he bails out the dad. A father who's a tzaddik is not mezaka the son. Why? Avraham is not Matzol Yishmael. Ask the Torah's Chaim, What do you mean Avraham is not Matzol Yishmael? Yishmael doesn't need Hatzalah. He did Shuvah! What do you mean Avram is not matzil Yishmal? What does Yishmal need Hatzalah for? If anything, Yishmal is greater than Avram, because Avram didn't do Tshuva. He was a Tzaddik his whole life. Yishmal did Tshuva. Says the, tar- the Taras Chaim, it's doichek to say that this Gemara argues on Rabbi Yochanan who says Yishmal did Tshuva. Meaning the Taras Chaim, a does not want to entertain the possibility that Yishmal did not do Tshuva. And furthermore, you have to say Yishmael did Shuvah, because how could you have a Tana, Rabbi Yishmael? Comes Rabbi and Rabbi Kiveger says, what do you mean how could he have a Tana named uh, Yishmael? Don't you know the Taisus sishanim? Hashem gave the name. And therefore says Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi there is no proof for sure that Yishmael did Shuvah. Could be really Yishmael did not do Shuvah. It could be he didn't do tshuva, because, because, because so God, gave the, God the gave the name. Because God gave the name. By the way, Rabbi Kiveger on Aruch Paskins, <laughs> like the Tosfos Yeshanim, that if you have the name of a name like yishmal says Rabbi Kiveger, that a Rasha had it and a Sadik had it, you could use the name, and he calls the Tosfos Yeshanim. What do you mean? But yishmal did tshuva. Now nah, Rabbi Kiveger is not going with that la So it seems like it's not Paschot that Yishmael did Shuvah. I, the Gemara, Baba Basra, says Kol Misa, like Rav Shmuel asks, Sheyesh Bagviyah, Zuhim Misas and Shal Tzadikim. But the Gemara asks on that. By the Dar it also says, Vayigva. No, so the Gemara says, but whenever it says Vayigva, Vayey So the Gemara says, what about Yishmael? Rabbi Yochanan says he did Shuvah. Then the Gemara asks, "What's the proof?" Proof is because Yisshma Yitzh- uh, let Yitzchak uh, go first. The Gemara says, "Well, maybe they, they're, they're just counting it derech Okay. The bottom line is, it seems at least like it's not definitive that Yishmal did tshuva. According to that, we asked, "What will the fate of Yishmal be?" Do we say like the Meshech that the fact that yishmal did Tshuva means in the end of days will do Tshuva? Or do we say like the lashon of the Slicha is Kalei Seyer V'chaisnoi? Do we say like the Zoyar? According to the opinion Yishmael did Tshuva then in the end of days the Yeshmaelim will do Tshuva. According to the opinion that Yishmael never did Tshuva. So in the end of days they're done. I have a different approach. You ready for this? No. I have a different approach. You ready for my approach? This is what I've been thinking about. Uh, What would be the fate of Ishmael in the end of days? Do we say, well, Ishmael did tshuva, so then so then Maasei Avat Svein will do tshuva. Or do we say, no, it's not Pashat, the Gemara says that Avram can't save Ishmael What do you mean? Yishmael doesn't need to be saved. That Gemara's mashma, Ishmael didn't do tshuva. So I have a question today. Are the Yishma'ilem doing tshuva or are they not doing tshuva? The answer is, it depends what country they come from. Some Yishma'ilem, they sign the Abraham Accords and they recognize Eretz Yisrael and they shoot down missiles so they're doing tshuva. And some Yishma'ilem are, they don't seem to be involved in the tshuva process, let's say of Rabbeinu Yoyna and the Shari tshuva, of Aziva Sachet, Harata, Kabbal al-Asid, Yagain, Tikun HaChet, it doesn't seem like they're embarking on a very thorough process of chuva. So it'll probably be Yesh V'Yesh. The Yeshmaelim that don't do tshuva, you want to know what's going to happen to them? We see what's happening to them. But Yeshmaelim, some could do tshuva. and maybe they'll be very successful. And like the Meshech Chachma says, Masayavo lebanim. So it could be there are two available paths for the Yishma'ilem. And we see both paths. Some are taking advantage of one path and some are taking advantage of another path. I mean, that's what the Meshachachma says. In the end of days, there will be Yishma'ilem that do tshuva. That's what they say. Yeah, I was going to talk about that, but maybe we'll talk about it next week. He's a yeah, but he didn't end up too good. It was a coin also. There's also yes, Yeser HaYishmaili. Okay, there's a very interesting Shaila in Chal Sachil, which is uh, usually attributed to the Rush, but we know the Rush did not write it. Why is it that you have a Rebbe Yishmael and there's no Rebbe Asav in the Gemara? Why do you have Rebbe Yishmael and not Rebbe Asav? So he gives a very interesting answer that the word Yishmael inherently has a very good meaning to it, that God will hear your tefillah. However, the word Esav does not have a good meaning to it. And then it was asked on him, why not? Well, Yitzchak and Rivka sure thought it had a good meaning to it. That's why they gave the name. So it seems like it doesn't have such a positive meaning. Okay. Now regarding Yishmael did Shuva. I want to share with you a Dvartara that Reb David Weber shared with me this week. But I sort of brushed him off because uh, I didn't know who it was coming from. <laughs> Avery. Give, give a shout out to Avery. Avery? Yeah, we'll Avery. give a shout out to Avery. But that, that still wouldn't get into the share. But I, I found that when Reb Yonis uh, and Iverschitz was a young man and his prospective father-in-law came to him and was testing out whether he knows how to learn or not, so Rabbi Yonis and said, uh, I guess he was very confident, and uh, he says to the prospective father-in-law, you know, the father-in-law says, uh, what should I test you on? So Rabbi Yonis and said, you give me any book, I'll ask you two questions, and then I'll ask you a third question that will answer the first two questions. So this is from Rabbi Yonis and Question number one is, how could there be a Tana named after Yishmael? Question number two is, why do we say every morning, Rabbi Shmuel, Oimer, which indicates Rabbi Shmuel is arguing on somebody, he doesn't argue on it, so it should be Omer, Rabbi Shmuel. And number three, he has this rule, Prat. when you have a general rule, and a specific rule, then, that whatever, the Ein prat El Shabuchah. But how do you know it's a Klaluprat? prat? Maybe Ain Muqtamu Mukhbatira, and it's really the other way around. How could you ever dash in a claw prat? So and Ibishit says the third question will answer the first two. Why? You know how you can have a Tana named Rabishma? Because he did tshuva. And therefore you can name after him. So you say, how do you know Yishmael did Shuvah? Because first it says Yitzchak, and then it says, But maybe Ain Muqtam mukhabatira. Must be in one pasuk there is an order. Oh, one pasuk is order? Then you kidarshin khalo prat. Therefore, you know why Rabbi Ishmael Oymar? You know why he would say this? He would say this because he wanted everyone to know why his name was Rabbi Shmael. His name is Rabbi Shaw because Yishmael did Shuvah. Yishmael did Shuvah. How do we know? We know Yeshua because Ein Muktum because Muqtamuchrba Again, but this is taking the view that Yishmael did tshuva. But again, it's not so simple that Yishmal did tshuva. And it could be his name was Rabbi Yishmael. Why? Because God gave the name. Now, my friend uh, Rabbi Yitzchak Samid told me today that Why do we have to prove Yishmael did tshuva from the fact that it says first Yishmael, first Yitzhak, and then Yishmael? We know Yishmael did tshuva. Because at the Akedah, Avram took two guys with him, Eliezer and Yishmael. Now he already chased him out. Sorrow chased him out. Goresh ben HaMazois. So how did he get back? He must have done tshuva. So why do we need to go and prove that from the levaya? And I would say that's such a good question because he had to have done tshuva in the lifetime of Avram Avinu because that's what Avram Avinu was promised. Avram wasn't promised that Yishmael was going to do tshuva after he died. Avram was promised that he's going to do chuva in his lifetime. So Reb Schwab asked this question. Reb Schwab says, "Well, there's room to be circumspect that Yishmael came home and he only acted properly." out of respect for Avraham. So therefore, we need to go and see that, really, we need to know that Yishmael did Shuva in Avraham's lifetime. But how could we know he did Shuva in Avraham's lifetime? That we see from the fact he was at the Akedah. But maybe it was a fake? No, we see it wasn't a fake, because even after Avraham died, Yishmael let Yitzchak go ahead of him. There are a lot of righteous chamirim. <laughs> 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 Just yeah, it could be he, call he call did What? He did tshuva. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think th- this this piece is a little bit of a I would call it a loose end. Avram was promised Yisshma with his in his lifetime the Chazal never show where we see that Yishmael did Tshuva in the lifetime of Abraham Avinu? He buried uh, he, he, he was... Yeah, but, he was... Was... but Abraham was there, wasn't so alive. Was there, so How do we see Yishmael did Tshuva in the life of Abram? See, I don't have all the answers. He, he right, right. Abraham he just came. came. So you mean it's not a proof I mean, that he did Tshuva. Wasn't real, wasn't real tshuva when he came back. Right. So the, so, what real evidence is there that he did Tshuva in life of Okay. What now about Isaac... Abraham? Something you told me. Okay, I'm, I'm, stirring it all, uh, all up. Okay. Let's now come back to a very interesting question. Okay. So now that we've already d- determined what's going to happen to Yishma, right here in the Young Israel of Woodmere at 9:10 p.m. on Wednesday night. What's today's date? November 15. What's the date in Lashon Kodesh? We're in the month of Kislev. Now it's Gimel, right? Gimel, Kislev, we've determined what's going to happen to Yishmael at the end of the days. So basically, this is a good plug for them all to sign the Abraham Accords. You know, they have two choices. They could follow the Bashita that Yishmael did in Zutshuma. It's not a good ending. Or they could do the Sinem, and Levan. I, I, I read last week that the Arabs just had a recent, very recently, a, a big meeting. And it uh, came up to, to uh, Israel yeah. And the people that voted against it yeah. were all the guys from the All those countries voted against so then Israel, then they, Israel, I definitely. Not need. a good tshuva. you know, it's up to them. It's not up to me. These oh, are the two paths. These yeah. are the these are the two uh, these are the two paths that's available to, to them. Now I want to talk about you know, uh, this terrible tragedy that happened on October seventh on Shmini on Simchas Torah on the most joyous day of the year. How could such a terrible thing happen? And we're discovering that it could have been a lot worse. I mean, the plan, they had plans to go to the Shomron. They had the plans to carry out attacks on a much wider scale. They had plans to go to uh, a yeshiva on Simchas So in a way... Even though it was a terrible tragedy, it could have been uh, of, of even greater proportions. There's a very interesting kavana that Darizal says to have when you're making hakaphais on the Yomtif of Sukkis, especially on Hashanah Rabbah. Darizal says to mechavein in the name Kael. And not just Kael, Kael bimiluai. Kale, kale bimilui is Aleph, Aleph Lamet Pei, which is 111 and Lamed, Lamed Memdalid, which is 74. 111 and 74 is 185. Hekaf, that on the Yomtif of Sukkis, when you're going around the Bima, you should be Mechavain to the name Kale. Kale B'miluay, aleph lamid spelled out Aleph Lamed Pei, Lamed Memdalid is he Kuf Pei. 185, protection. In other words, by encircling the bima on the Umtif of Sukkot, especially on Hoshana Rabbah, it gives us unusual protection for the eighth day. The protection of He, kuf pei hekaf. That's kael bimiluay. That's very interesting. Now, when Hashem told Abraham that he's going to have a son Yitzchak, look at number twenty-seven. Va'yomer like him, Avol saray but sorry, your wife will have a son. Vikharasa Shema Yitzchak, v'ha'kimayisias bris Yitai. I'm going to establish a covenant with him Oilam. for everlasting covenant. Lazaro and and his children after him. So to Yitzchak, I'm going to make an everlasting covenant. Baruli Yismael Shema Ticha. Regarding Yisrael, I listened to you. He nebeirachti oisai. I blessed him. Ve'frasi oisai. I multiplied him. Ve'herbesi oisai. I increased him. B'ma'oid ma'oid. There's going to be a lot of those guys. But my covenant I'm going to seal with Yitzchak. Rashi's bothered. God already said he's going to make a covenant with Yitzchak. Why does he have to say again? yitzchak? good question, right? test it says. And then regarding Yishmael, I will bless him, I will increase him. But Yitzchak, my covenant I will seal with Yitzchak. So Rashi says, what is this teaching us? First God says, I'm going to seal a covenant with Yitzchak. Then Hashem says, I'm going to make a covenant with Yishmal to multiply them, increase them, make them successful. And Kalvachoymer, I'm going to make a covenant with Yitzchak. Kalvachoymer, I'm going to make a covenant with Yitzchak. So in our shiurim, on Friday, we have a shir called Imponderables. We asked... Why would you need a Kavachoymer that Hashem will make a covenant with Yitzchak if the pasuk before says He's going to make a covenant with Yitzchak? Right? Pasuk your test, God says, I'm going to make a covenant with Yitzchak. Then Hashem says, I'm going to bless Yishmael. And Kavachoymer, I'm going to make a covenant with Yitzchak. What do you need a Kavachoymer for? We, you have a pasuk. God, you know, you know what a Kavachoymer is? Kavachoymer is, you know what a Kavachoymer is? An 8-4 Teori argument. That if a minor league player who didn't start taking steroids, yet could hit a home run. So Kavochheimer, a major leaguer who's been injecting with that stuff for many, many years, certainly he could hit a home run. That's a Kavochheimer, right? That's, I, of course, I don't know about these things. Somebody, somebody told me. So that's a Kavochheimer, meaning Madach. If the small guy could do it, the big guy could do it. So why do I need a kava that Hashem going to make a covenant with Yitzchak? The Pesach says Hashem going to make a covenant with Yitzchak. So, because, Rabbi... Because, then, because after he gave the priest to Yitzchak, he then blessed uh, Yitzchak. So if he's blessing Yitzchak, then maybe he's forgetting about... Uh, well, he, he said, I make a covenant with you. So why is he forgetting? He is so which one is it? Yishmael or Yishmael? Both. So Rav Isaac Yoslovsky showed me a, a sheet from the Shvilei Pinchas and Parshas Lachukha, who he brings that the Bnei Yisachar asks this question. The Bnei Yisachar wants to know why do I need a Kavah chaymer for Yitzchak if there's an explicit pasuk for Yitzchak? Says the Bnei Yisachar very beautiful. Because the pasuk said, I make a covenant with Yitzchak when his children follow after him. But if his children don't follow after him, all bets are off. But luckily Hashem says, I make, I'm gonna bless Yeshmaal. They're gonna be blessed, successful, multiply. Kavachimer Klal Yisrael. Now that Kavachimer is irrespective of how our children act. Because as bad as we are, we'll always be better than them. So the reason why we need a kavachimer, even though we have an explicit pasuk, because the explicit pasuk is only Lazara acharav. Is only if the children follow in your ways after you. So the Ibansham wanted to protect us. And the ultimate protection of the Jewish people is the Kalvachimer from Yishmael. You hear this? If you want to know, what when all is said and done, what is the ultimate protection on Klal Yisrael? The ultimate protection is the Kavakhimer that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Avram that I know I'm making a comment with you if your children follow after you. And if your children don't follow after you, if I'm blessing very generously Ishmaelim, then for sure you get it. Now, a great principle that we learned many, many times is that the 13 midos of Rachamim correspond to the 13 middots So in other words, there are thirteen <coughs> hermeneutical principles of exegesis, whatever that means, right? There are thirteen midos with which the, the Hashem gave Kla Yisrael to darshan the Torah. The first one is Kav Chaymer. The second one is Gzeira Shava. The third one is third one is Binyanab. Klal Luprat. Who taught them, Rabbi What's the first of the yedgim o midos harachamim, kale? Hashem. Now Tosfos says Hashem Hashem, but the Arizal says kale, and Hashem Hashem are the two fathers. So, the 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 Magad of Mezrich would say, Moshe Rabbeinu davened Hashem, kale na refana. He wanted to arouse the Midav of kale. God says, Why you, what you want to arouse the mid of kale? Aviha Yarok Yarak Befaneh Halaysi Kam Learn the laws of Kavachomer. Madach, if her father, Miriam's father, would have spit at her, she would have gone into seclusion for seven days. So, Kav now that I'm angry at her, Miriam has to go into seclusion at least 14 days. So we, we, we see from here a very important principle, that the 13 Midois of Rachamim correspond to the 13 midoys she'ator nidreshes pahem. And if you want to arouse the Midois of Rachamim, you learn the 13 Midois she'ator nidreshes pahem. Therefore... Says the B'nai On the Yomptif of Sukkis, when we're trying to get protection from the nations of the world, the main avoida of the Yomptif of Sukkis is to be protected from the 70 umais. You go around the bima, and your Mechavein Hekef, 185. 185 is what, Kale B'miluai. 31. Kale? is Aleph. Aleph Aleph Lamed Pay One Eleven. Lamed is seventy four, one eighty five. You're supposed to be thinking kale when you do the hakafos, that protects you from the nations of the world. How? Because kale corresponds to kavachomer, and when you arouse the kavachomer, Hashem says, "If I need to give the Yishmaelim bracha vaHatzlacha to Kal Yisrael," so says. The Bnei Saskar. the reason why on the Yomtev of Sukkis, we're supposed to think kale when we're soivev the bima, when we do Hakafais, because since the purpose of the Yomtev of Sukkis is to gain protection from the 70 nations of the world, and the way to be protected is to remind Hashem of the Kaaba Choymer from Yeshmael, therefore, when you're doing the Hakafois, you should be machaven, you're going around the bima to be Ma' the Mida of Kale, you think Hekaf, Heikov Pei, which is kale b'milu'ai. In other words, if you want to know, what do we gain by doing hakafois? One thing's for sure, we gain protection from Ishmael. One sec. One second. So isn't it you think it's a coincidence that Rabbi Shmal uh, is the one who, so to speak, showed that the Yishmaelim did tshuva. The first thing he teaches is Kalvach which is Ma'irah, the Midah of which is protection from Yishmael. You think it's a coincidence that the first teaching of Rabbi Shmal is Kalvach which is the very protection we're seeking? From Yishmael. It's also interesting that the Ikr day of the ha- HaKafais, this Hashanah Rabbah, where we take in our Ravah, and our Ravah has no mitzvahs and no Masim Tayvim. You know why? It's the only day that we could say to Hashem, even without mitzvahs and without Masim Tayvim, since we're doing HaKafais and we're the midav of Kale. Then, even without any mitzvahs, we're better than them. So, Hashanah Rabbah is the day that we activate the greatest protection against Hishma. So, you know, in a certain, and not only that, we don't even make a bracha on the Hashanah. Why? Because we say Tashem on this day, we don't even have to do mitzvahs to be protected. That's why we don't make a bracha. So, on the one hand, it seems ironic. Because the Bnei Yisrael says that after Hoshana Rabbah, we are so protected from the nations of the world. Ein satan ve ein Pegara. But on the other hand, could it be that the Hashem in his infinite mercy on the Jewish people, orchestrated that if something had to happen, the Hashem wanted us to have maximum possible protection. So, Yiban Shah made sure that right before we had Hashanah Rabbah, and we had the hakafeis of Simchas Torah, and unfortunately it was a terrible disaster, but we see it could have what it could have been, what they're capable of, what they wanted to do. So, you say, well, that's sort of an unusual way of looking at things. We learned in, in this year, less than a, maybe a year ago, from Avchaim Falaji, that the reason why Hashem always arranged that the blood libels take place Pesach time is Hashem wants us to have maximum protection. So He makes it that if it has to happen, it happens at a time that it's Leel Shimurim. So that if it has to happen, we have maximum protection. So if there's a day that we that we could gain maximum protection on Mishmael, it would be the day after Hashem Rabbah. So, I think that's something... This is, a, this is more positive. <laughs> yeah? So these are some things to think about. First of all, what will the fate be of Yishmael in the end of days? The Meshachachma sees in the chuva of Yishmael that somehow this is a pre-enactment at the end of days. I would have thought that means it happened already through the religion. But the words of Meshachachma indicate that perhaps they will do tshuva, doesn't seem to be consistent with many sources. For example, Kalei we, Seyer V'chaisnai. We brought a number of Rishonim that it's not definitive in fact that Yishmael did tshuva. If so not definitive, then maybe the opinion that Yishmael will do tshuva is according to those shittos that Yishmael did tshuva. Or we said it could be, in fact, you know, there are two paths that are available. And another interesting thing is... The idea that the yamtif of Sukkis, especially hoshana raba, is ma'orah the midah of kale, and kale awakens kal and the specific kal that kol blesses klal yisrael with is that if I may, if I bless the Yishmaelim, ilim I bless you, and that is ultimately our greatest protection. Says the bnei Yisasha. Now we understand. He doesn't quote the perket of Lazar. He says we asked that he's called Yishmael, that God will listen to our prayer in the future, that's not what he told the Malach. Didn't Hashem tell the Malach that Hashem heard your tefillah? In the, so number one, in the past tense, and we asked, it's referring to, to Hagar's tefillah, not our tefillah. So the Bnei says yes, but implicit in the birth of Yishmael is the Kav And that Kav is that if God's gonna listen to his tfilah, Allah has kama he listens to our tfilah. So, therefore, even though specifically it's Kishama Shemalon Yech, the Kalvachoimer says that if he listens Shama, Allah has come of Kama, Yishama Lanu. Says Ibn the A's therefore, the name, the Ikra name, the main name of Yishmael is. God will listen to our tefila. So in other words, whatever you see in Yishmael, whatever temporal success, whatever kayach they have, in that, implicit in that, is the esbrisi okim es yitzchak im leben ha kain ka'va leben ha So these are some, uh, some ideas about the fate of Yishmael and Be'ezos Hashem. Our even greater success, the Achris <laughs> Hayamim. We should be Zoicha, as the Balaturim says in the end of Pashas <laughs> Ha'i Sara. nofal Yishmoel, Besoyf, Yamav, Oz, Yitzmach, then David, Mhervi Yamino, Ami. Shkayah. No, 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 no.